Hi everyone and welcome to this month's podcast. I'm so honored to have with me Fred Waitaka, who is head of legal and regulatory at Safaricom. Um, I don't know how I got Fred onto this podcast. It's just a miracle of coincidence and also the fact that he was one of our judges at the Nairobi Legal Awards and I was um, you know, lucky enough to meet him. So welcome Fred to the podcast and thank you so much for agreeing to do this with us today. Well, thank you Jerry for having me. I'm no. honored. I was <laughs> telling you earlier, this is my year of doing new things. Yes, you and did. this is my first podcast. Yes, so. it's your first podcast. I can't <laughs> yes. believe that I am the first podcast and, I, and it's very memorable for me and also for you. And I hope it's a good experience. So you'll tell us at the end. I will tell you at the end. But I'm looking to having some fun as we engage. Thank you so much. Okay, yeah. so let's start with with who you are, Fred. Yeah, and very. It's very difficult to find any information on you on yeah. the on the internet. I tried my best, but in any case, I saw a video <laughs> where you said that you were not looking to do law. You were actually looking to become a vet. So how do you move from veterinary services or yeah. you know the profession to becoming a lawyer? How did that happen? Well, I think first off, it's interesting what you say, that no information on me. So Nothing. I think in this new digital age, you don't exist if you're not online. There's no footprint. You need, you yeah. need a digital footprint. <laughs> so let's yeah. make some. Yeah. Um, yes, I never wanted to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a vet. Mm-hmm. Um, the law was, uh, I don't want to call it forced upon me, but we were brought together into an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. And uh, what I can see is that we've had a long and wonderful and deep relationship and, and um, it and it's been very successful it's been very successful mm-hmm. i have grown i have learned i have relearned uh, and the relearning particular as far as my current career is concerned is semi transition from a core legal practitioner into a regulatory and public uh, policy uh, expert he wants to uh, analyze it at that, at that so i love the evolution yes. and the yes. ability to transform which yes. you seem to be doing every single 10, 10 years but we'll get onto that right. you've previously said and you applied your parents mantra right. with grit prayer and commitment nothing is insurmountable to your work so i want to know looking back which one of those has been key to you is it grit is it determination that has made you uh, so successful what is it okay um both my parents unfortunately passed on um, but they continue to live uh, through me. Exactly. Um, I say the guidance that they gave me continues to anchor me, yeah. uh, continues to light the way for me. And everything and everything that I am is guided uh, by the values that they instilled in me. Um, uh, amazing and very important. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so as to which of those uh, has been the key uh, guide for me, I would say that they work uh, concurrently. If mm-hmm. you want to take the Swahili saying of what? Uh, Chawa. I think that is the saying. Please don't embarrass me with my Swahili uh, friend. <laughs> we'll, we'll put some, some subtitles some for you. <laughs> yeah, essentially it means that um, all these values work together, almost like the pistons uh, mm-hmm. in an engine, mm-hmm. that the, the to and fro uh, working together is what drives and pushes me in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the grit, uh, the self-awareness, uh, the commitment to community, the prayer, everything comes together to see the field that you have before you. And we'll, I think we'll touch on all of those during yeah. this podcast. I have so many questions for you, and I know a lot of people have, so, you know, they've contributed to, to the questions I've, I'm, I'm, I'm asking yes. you, um, but we'll get on to that. You okay. started your career at Kaplan and Stratton. Yes. Um, first of all, what was that like at, at that time, and what was practice like at that time? And secondly, um, why did you move into in-house? You didn't want to follow the, the private practice route. Okay. Um, why? Right, interesting. You say at that time, sounds like I'm <laughs> so ancient. Eh? 
Like my kids asking me whether we had TV in my day. That's so funny. No, I meant it, it must have yeah. changed. It's changed. It's evolved over time. Yeah. But mm. I have been uh, in practice uh, mm. for for quite some time. I mm. think this will be my twentieth year. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. So it's uh, a fantastic uh, mm-hmm. twenty years. Mm-hmm. A career that I kicked off at uh, Kaplan uh, in Stratton way back in uh, the year 2000 as a pupil. As a pupil, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it was a fantastic uh, experience. Um, and the farm molded me in my career, the rigor uh, that I continue to express in how I carry out my work, and also the lifelong friends uh, that I made. Many of the uh, lawyers that I worked with and the other staff worked in Kaplan are my friends uh, to this day. Amazing. So that mm-hmm. just tells a story um, about what uh, that experience uh, was about. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was practice back then? Uh, definitely not uh, unlike what it is uh, today. Um, you had to be more hands-on, mm-hmm. and by hands-on I mean in the research uh, yeah. that you do. Yeah. There was no Google uh, <laughs> back then, <Yes. laughs> so you actually yeah. had to get into the library yeah. uh, and you know uh, chew the books mm-hmm. and uh, get to formulate your opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the youngsters who may be listening to this call, there was no chat GPT. <laughs> Which is even uh, no, which, even new to us which now. Which is new to, to, mm-hmm. no, to, to many of us, mm-hmm. uh, but which uh, basically tells you where the world is uh, moving into. Yeah. Uh, but that's the reality of, uh, of evolution. Uh, but what uh, continues to underpin who I am is, as I said, the rigor, the ethics uh, that I learned having uh, worked yeah. in, uh, in the farm. And what kind of law did you think you would practice uh, You know, once you yeah. were qualified? Did you think it was going to be regulatory? I guess, was there a regulatory department or was it just corporate or litigation or real estate at that time? Um, uh, for that time, my focus was on uh, corporate uh, law. Yeah, Because um, okay. I think mm-hmm. your perspectives in life continue to change as you get and continue to deepen uh, yeah. your, your experience and interactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously, working in that uh, environment at that time, um, my world was divided into litigation, real estate, corporate stroke, commercial. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went where my I felt most comfortable, yeah. which is the corporate and, and commercial okay. world. And so then how did you make the transition in-house? Because mm-hmm. I guess you didn't want to do the private practice route or you thought it was more beneficial to do the in-house route. I think it was an experiment. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if my current employer is listening... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not really sure what Safaricom does when I apply, <laughs> but the advert looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I made the application. Uh, I went through the the process, and I. And you I, were successful. Yes, I was How, successful. What, why do you think they chose you out of? I guess it would have been thousands of people applying for the same role. The legal department at the time was in formation. Um, and it was under leadership of uh, Zio Kawaita mm-hmm. at, the, at the time and he had a view as to how he wanted to coach uh, his department and he had a view that he needed someone who was strong in the corporate and commercial uh, world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when he was looking that was sort of skill set he was mm-hmm. uh, looking for mm-hmm. um, as to why I, I was selected um, obviously I was the best <laughs> <laughs> excellent answer that's the right, yes. the right answer um, yeah. But when you went there, you were principal uh, legal counsel, yeah, and it was just when Mpesa was starting. So it, it seems like you were at the cusp of something that was just beginning to co- to formulate. Yeah. Um, did you know that that was where it was heading, or was it just a, a bet, a gamble? No, as I said, it was an experiment yeah. uh, to see what this whole new world uh, is all about. Yeah. It was also a lot of learning, um, getting into Safaricom. The Safaricom that was then. Is not the Safaricom now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was definitely a much, uh, you know, smaller organization, more intimate, uh, but obviously with a lot of uh, ambition, uh, and that was exciting uh, yeah. to be to be a part of. 
Um, so even as M-Pesa came, came to be, um, again, uh, there was no you know, uh, clear prophecy that the M-Pesa that we were testing out would become you know, the key product that, that it, it is, is now. Uh, that yeah. it is now. Mm -hmm. So even as we tested it as staff members, even as we worked on the contract documents as, as a legal team, that was never uh, in, in the purview. Mm -hmm. what, we do, what we knew was that it was going to be a good product, yeah. but not the super uh, product that it has become. That it and then it seems like what you're displaying in, in your career is a knowledge of where things seem to be going. Because then you went to Seacom, yes. jumping ship again. Yes. Why did you choose to go to Seacom and what mm -hmm. was that journey like? Okay. I think what I want to attribute that you'll find about me is an element of uh, self-awareness. Uh, mm -hmm. And self-awareness not just in terms of my capability, but in terms of the environment uh, that is around me. Uh, that means even in the case of the industry, understanding how the industry is uh, shifting and where it is going. So I had that understanding um, that data uh, was going to be something yeah. uh, important. Mm -hmm. Again, I didn't know it was going to be big, but I knew it was something important. Uh, in Safaricom, I had the right skill set and right capability, but not well mm -hmm. honed. Mm -hmm. So when Seacom came uh, calling, and I also got a, a better understanding of uh, what they do from the interactions that we had in, with them, um, I, I was of course attracted. Uh, there was all the other rider that it was a regional business, which means there was a bit of uh, travel um, mm -hmm. uh, across the across mm -hmm. the continent. So that helped uh, motivate the, the, the switch uh, okay. as well. Mm -hmm. So again, making the switch into Seacom, and then getting immersed in the world of uh, data. And then at that point is also where I got a bit of a touch from the regulatory field. Remember, okay. Seacom was a startup, mm -hmm. and as a startup, you find that you are a self-contained. Uh, team, what needs to get done, you must all do. So and you have to be hands-on. 100%. So as you moved across uh, the markets, um, somebody had to engage uh, with the various uh, regulatory yeah. uh, authorities mm -hmm. in those countries. Mm -hmm. So um, regulations, law... <laughs> you could do it, yeah. Do it. <laughs> okay, yes. all right. Yeah. And then you went back to Safaricom. So now tell us why you went okay. back. Mm -hmm. Again, aspect of uh, <laughs> self-awareness. Self, self mm -hmm. So Seacom by that time has grown uh, from the small uh, cabby uh, startup that it was. Uh, when I joined the company in Nairobi office, not, not the larger region office, Nairobi office we were 13 staff, 8 workstations. So wow. that tells you how oh, so you were sharing there. Yes. We Which is much like us as a startup here. Correct. You know, we have an open door policy. We have yes. like, we have no, you know, exactly. separate offices. It's all open plan. Yeah. Exactly. I understand. Watching the business grow mm -hmm. country to country mm -hmm. um, and having the, the organization become ubiquitous to the mobile operators at that time in mm -hmm. terms of connectivity to the, to the world. Mm -hmm. Then now understanding that there's going to be a shift. Okay. And that shift is going to come across uh, to the end, uh, to the end user, user yeah. and mm -hmm. then the additional products mm -hmm. that you layer upon that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, can I say serendipity? Uh, Safaricom was also on the, on the tipping point of switching its strategy mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. be able to now be more data uh, driven and to layer solutions and services. Uh, from that perspective, mm -hmm. so we found a, a commonality. Okay, and I was able then to bring my experience. Uh, uh, to Safaricom at that time. And so it's worked out well. From from this now yes. position of, yeah. of of head of legal and now yes. moving into regulatory because that's yes. what, now what you're doing. Correct. What do you think the new challenges mm -hmm. will be for you in the, in this new role that you're taking? Up? Okay. Um, my new role is quite exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm enjoying what I'm doing so far. It's been six months uh, in the job. 
uh, I lead a diverse team. I have engineers, accountants, economists, yeah. lawyers, yeah. policy experts in my team. Yeah. All of him, all of whom know much more than I do. So. <laughs> well, you can't know yeah. everything, Fred. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and, and that, to me, is the exciting part mm-hmm. of it. You know, mm-hmm. sitting uh, with a colleague uh, who's able to teach you uh, something new. Because the joy of life is being able to learn and, and relearn. Mm-hmm. If, if you keep uh, to one station in life, obviously you get uh, flat. So, you know, enjoying that, that interaction with my new colleagues mm-hmm. is one aspect. Mm-hmm. The other aspect is that my new role is external uh, facing. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. Which means I have to also relearn uh, a whole new uh, set of skills. Which ones? You're, you're very good at public <laughs> speaking, Fred, so I'm not sure, really sure. <laughs> no, 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 engagements are very different. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to lobby uh, mm-hmm. for a particular position, how do you position uh, that? Yeah. Uh, again, when you're engaging your, your customers, uh, because this is a very uh, engaging posi- position as far as advancing our position, policy position with our customers as well is concerned. Yeah. How yeah. you communicate, uh, all that is, is very different. And then also learning how to look ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because you have to be able now to look ahead and not just be reactionary. Um, from a legal perspective, you are trained to be a gladiator. The issue comes. You fight it. You fight it, mm-hmm. deal with it, mm-hmm. um, and move on. Mm-hmm. The regulatory space is, is different because it's a bit more ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. There are issues you have to deal with when they come, uh, which means reaction, and you also have to plan ahead, uh, yeah. ahead okay. um, which means uh, be proactive. So, so, so that, that skill set. Uh, Excellent. Important. So we're looking forward to see what, what is coming for us as customers and also from a policy perspective. Yes. Um, let's move on mm-hmm. now to your day-to-day role yes. and what, what that looks like for someone who's the head mm-hmm. of legal and regulatory at Safaricom because yes. I'm sure everyone is interested to know. Yeah. Um, so tell us, what is your 9 to 5 like? Is it 9 to 5 mm-hmm. or is it 5 to 9? Okay, it's not 9 to 5. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, that is a, a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, one, um, you have to remember that you're, you're balancing uh, different uh, responsibilities, which means the workload is quite uh, heavy. Uh, so for me, my day starts at uh, 5. Five. So it is five. five. Yes, 5 in the morning. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so when I, when I get up, uh, pray, and then uh, catch up uh, with the emails that I may have come in uh, through, through the night. Yeah. And then it helps me also plan uh, mm-hmm. for what is coming into, into the day. Then I get ready uh, for work, drop the kids, because um, I'm sure that I have that time uh, with them. So you always drop the kids? Yes. I always oh, wow. uh, okay. drop the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then head off to that office. I'm usually in the office by 7.30. Uh, wow. Okay. okay. It's really early, but by later 7.30. Um, what do I do then? Have my breakfast. I have my breakfast in the in the office. In the office. As mm-hmm. I read the newspapers. That's something else I learned in Kaplan and Stratton. Always start your day by reading the newspaper. <laughs> yes, which mm-hmm. I have never. It's something I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so I do that. I read mm-hmm. all all the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, uh, the items that I identified uh, earlier in my review session, uh, then kick off my day yeah. in activating the same. Yeah. My day is full of uh, meetings and planning sessions uh, with the team and also other stake, uh, stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what drives me onwards uh, till, till the end, uh, end of the day. What, what, what yeah. time does the day end? Um, this year, again, I see my year of new things. Yes. Um, I'm trying to live at a respectable hour uh, in the office. I think I've always had the challenge of uh, balancing. Uh, my work life and my and my home life. So this year is definitely going to be a different, <laughs> uh, a different outcome. Yeah. So that requires me. Remember, I talked about ambidextrity yeah. in terms of planning uh, to be better, uh, a better planner in terms of the activities I need to focus on. 
for that day. Mm. Um, and similarly, uh, to be able to delegate and work well with my colleagues so that then nothing uh, gets uh, yeah. yeah, gets yeah. gets falls off the car. Safaricom is such a big mm. business with so many different business lines: yes. Pesa, um, mm. Home Fiber, you mm. know, um, the data itself. Yes. How do you balance all of those competing priorities in the regulatory space? Then, okay, all right. So first off, Safaricom is very um, mission uh, driven. That mission is is focused on our strategy, uh, and our strategy then gets uh, boiled down into our mission. Our current mission is to be a purpose-led technology company uh, by 2025. We then break that down uh, even further into yearly uh, missions. Okay, So our current financial year, which ends in uh, March, uh, we have a mission that's, that is seeing us uh, focus uh, on two things. Where we are uh, trying to grow new growth areas uh, with the intention of uh, delivering a superior uh, customer experience. Mm -hmm. So what do those two uh, focuses uh, tell you? It means that every business line mm -hmm. um, must be channeled uh, towards delivering those. So it's not just a headline um, uh, position. That gets broken down like further into nitty uh, gritty segments for each and every person mm -hmm. within uh, Safaricom. Mm -hmm. uh, so again I talked about the issue of mission. Uh, so similar to the military um, we have, You've given yes. that military analogy before. Correct. Go ahead. Correct. Mm -hmm. So where the military, when they, when they go on whatever mission it is, everyone understands what they're supposed to do. So it's not only uh, the officers who understand what the mission profile is. It is every, each and every of, uh, individual who has been uh, channeled on that task. So it's the same thing uh, in Safarico. Um, everyone will be able to tell you that if my role is to serve tea, why am I serving it? Mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it, I'm, I'm giving a bit of a, a, yeah. a generic view, but that, that gives you an indication of what fuels uh, the business. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you come into work to do whatever you, you, you feel like. There's doing. a purpose. There is a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've also talked, to, you've talked when you said about the mission-driven yes. um, environment, but you also yes. talked about an agile working environment. Correct. And how does that, how do they work together? Because if you're mission-driven and you yes. know what where you're going, yes. how can that work together with an agile working environment, which means that you're ready to change, you know, strategy at any time because yes. you understand that there are different competing okay. requirements all the time. How do you do that? All right. So first off, I think, Tyson is one who said that uh, everyone, everyone has a plan until they get punched until they... in the, <laughs> <laughs> the same thing in, in, in business. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you have your strategy, uh, looks uh, nice and well thought through. Mm -hmm. You have your mission, which gets broken down all the way to the individual pockets. Mm -hmm. But the environment in which you're operating doesn't stand still mm -hmm. for you. It keeps evolving. So in our instance, so we are saying we're looking to, in this particular mission to deliver superior customer experience. I need to then understand what my customer wants, wants in yeah. order then to deliver that superior experience. Mm -hmm. Customer needs are constantly evolving. And the agile uh, mindset or agile way of doing things uh, helps sharpen us to that reality. Mm -hmm. Which means I know the guy who will say that I am lifting this book from here to here because that's what Michonne says. But only the customer doesn't want you to lift the book from yeah. there to there. Yeah. So you then be able to move across uh, swiftly. Agile also does something else. It stops us from working in silos, mm -hmm. um, such that me and my team won't say that our role is just regulatory um, and we have our own uh, plan as to what we want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll find that, of course, in business, things are always uh, you know, uh, pollinating 
into each other. So I'll need the legal colleagues to come in, I'll need a, a techie to come in. So Agile allows us to work uh, with, our, with our cross mm-hmm. skills to deliver. Yeah. Could you give us an yeah. example of how that mission-driven environment and the yes. Agile working environment has worked together in yes. like, what are the results of that? Can you give us an mm-hmm. example? Okay. I think one example I can give that is more, quite pronounced is Ethiopia. Okay. Okay. Uh, when the business made a decision uh, to advance uh, into a new territory. Um, that is something Safaricom had, had never done. We had yeah. gone into new uh, product lines, but never to a new, a new country, mm-hmm. which in itself uh, carries uh, various uh, risks. So how, how did that all boil down together? It required a whole uh, a team of different uh, skill sets being brought uh, together in terms of our, our working, our working team, yeah. and then uh, embarking on, mm-hmm. the, on the mission of uh, winning the bid and then rolling out uh, the network and then helping the baby to now start crawling. Yeah, yeah. So, so all that coming uh, together has, has, has been beneficial yeah. to that end. Um, so in all of this, that mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about how you, the working environment, yes. I guess, how do you motivate your team members? Mm-hmm. What, is, what responsibility do you take for molding their careers? Mm-hmm. I know that mentorship is very important to you and mm-hmm. it is also to me. How do you make sure that you're instilling the same rigor, grit, yes. determination okay. and ability to work in the people that you're working with? Okay. Um, in, in the team. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think one is appreciating what leadership uh, is. So leadership is not being a taskmaster to deliver uh, an objective. Uh, but it's about ability to influence in order then to deliver that uh, outcome. Mm-hmm. So in, I think, like a force multiplier of, mm-hmm. of sorts, mm-hmm. where then you're able to help everyone come together, give their best uh, to then uh, deliver that uh, mm-hmm. outcome. So then it's coming upon you then as a leader to work uh, not just uh, across the entire team, but also on a one-on-one uh, basis. So that's why the passion that I have around uh, mentorship uh, comes in, um, and that's what I bring into my, my, my role with my team members. So for me, tem- mentorship is also recognizing the journey I have been on, um, appreciating the things that I have uh, gone through, appreciating the milestones I have uh, overcome or, or uh, gone through, to then use that experience to enable uh, others. Mm-hmm. But I think we've all, you know, as we've gone through life, we're like, oh, I'm lost. I don't know what uh, needs to happen uh, here. Um, we've all gone through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So appreciating that what you have gone through another um, has done the same. So then putting yourself in their shoes and then helping them mm-hmm. along in that uh, journey. So mentorship is an always on, um, um, can I call it a skill? Um, as you go through your, your, your leadership uh, journey. Because by helping your team members um, grow in their own individual capacities, you then deliver on the force multiplication yeah. that, I, that, I, that I spoke to. And the same, yeah. going back to what I mentioned about my, my parents and what they instilled in me, it also then extends to the community. So mentorship to me is not just uh, ring fest in the office, but it goes uh, beyond into what I do um, outside in the, in the community. Uh, the young people that I, I work with in various forms, not just lawyers, yeah. uh, but in, in various areas to help them in their different stages um, of life. 
that's 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 yes. very uh, i yes. mean that's amazing and commendable i yes. think we all have a responsibility to make sure that we're instilling right. something in into the next generation mm-hmm. um so let's talk about your the the the, the business itself yes. um and and what you guys mm-hmm. are looking forward to in the future i mean yes. safaricom already seemingly has a monopoly in the market um and, and and I know it's a touchy subject for some for some people because you know is there or is there not a monopoly? Isn't competition a good thing um, in 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 telecoms? Okay. I think maybe I'll start with the usual terms and conditions, <laughs> which is, is the uh, usual terms. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not here on behalf of of the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is my personal view on the on the subject? And it's this: Safaricom is not a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps the sensitivity that many people have is a reflection of the fact that we touch lives in so many ways. From the time you wake up to the time you sleep, the likelihood is that you have interacted uh, with one of our products and more than once. So when you have uh, you know, an organization that is so ubiquitous in your life, then uh, a, a, a feeling um, that it is the only one in your universe uh, perhaps starts to, to come into, into, into focus. Um, but the fact is, Safaricom is not alone in this uh, environment that, that we are in. Uh, we are one of uh, four uh, mobile uh, network uh, operators, all of whom who service uh, the tens of millions of, of Kenyans uh, who need telecommunication uh, services across uh, this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the issue of competition is something that we welcome. And I think further proof of that is that if Safaricom was not uh, driven to do uh, better, then to be complacent. Uh, it will simply let things be because, uh, as you are saying, it's a monopoly. <laughs> and that true, it's not, uh, it's threatened by competition. Yeah. But that drive to keep pushing, to keep better, to keep engaging with the customers simply shows that we know there's a lot that needs to be, to be done. Mm-hmm. And that again is evidenced by the continuous investment. Uh, the the tech industry is a very capital intensive uh, business. Mm-hmm. It requires constant uh, and heavy mm-hmm. uh, investment. It also requires continuous uh, innovation. Um, any player that does not trigger uh, those two elements um, is not going to go uh, very, very far. Yes. Well, I can I can definitely say that uh, on from a customer service perspective, yes. I think Kenyans deserve good customer service, and yes. Safaricom does deliver on that. Yes. And I think that that's been evidenced, you know, even from a personal standpoint, yes. in the in the home fiber market, yes. which I think some people have been complaining about yeah. other providers who yes. seemingly have disappointed them. I think you must have seen a lot of volumes moving mm-hmm. to towards you. Yeah. Um, what are the things that you looking forward to in twenty twenty three? Where are you going? Can you give us some hints as to what us as customers can expect? Okay. So first off, thank you for the feedback around <laughs> uh, the customer care, yeah. the customer experience. I think it just touches on the mission that I spoke to you about, where we are focused in improving and delivering a superior uh, customer experience. Yeah. So I think that is uh, good good feedback. You it can report that. that we, are, yeah. we are on mission. <laughs> and, and we are seeing that uh, customers yeah. are, are, mm-hmm. are benefiting from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so where are we going and what are we seeing? I think where, where we have come from, um, and I think every conversation that touches on where we are going, I think in this current environment, touches on two things. One, uh, around COVID, okay. uh, and then the larger economic uh, uh, environment. 
uh, we are saying that there are, there are the various uh, struggles that we went through as a, as a country and also as a global community, touching on the pandemic, uh, touching on the larger uh, economic slowdown, uh, driven by various uh, global uh, uh, things that may be happening. Yeah, so Ukraine, Russia, etc. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. But all those things, even as they cooked up, um, also delivered opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that opportunity you saw uh, was in the form of the, the, the connectivity and the broadband that was delivered uh, during the, 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 the period of the pandemic. Yeah, and also uh, yes. making sure that we Correct. as Kenya can can demonstrate our infrastructure is ready to Correct. deal with that kind of thing. Exactly. And I think we were very successful and in that. And we were very successful in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what did that do? It also started elevating a new uh, economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much so that even in the new government uh, administration, you've seen that digitization has been brought to the heart yeah. in terms of service delivery and in terms of even expectations in terms of how government is going to evolve itself in the back end. So what does this uh, do, do for us? For us, it, it also brings in a glimmer of optimism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like very, just a glimmer? Uh, a glimmer. <laughs> is a glimmer enough? <laughs> <laughs> glimmer is always where you start off. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's from that that you open the curtains. Even when you open the curtain, it starts, <laughs> it starts off with a, with, a, with a glimmer, isn't it? One thing that we will not forget, Fred, <laughs> is your analogies today. Good. <laughs> Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's from that that you're able to build. So we are optimistic about the future. One, we have made the investment. I think I, 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 I postured this earlier yeah. when I said mm-hmm. in our industry you do have to prepare and we always prepare ahead of demand. So everything that we have prepared for is uh, going to enable this country to be able then to fuel itself into into greater success. So that okay. is one element that I, I see for, for this nation, mm-hmm. uh, that the underlying infrastructure uh, developments are going to help us uh, be able to overcome uh, the hardships mm-hmm. uh, that we, we are experiencing uh, and that are going to come uh, ahead of us. Uh, what else am I seeing? I've seen also the investment that even this country has done in education are going to come and pay off. Mm-hmm. Okay, We have prepared our country and our citizenry uh, to be ready for this new world uh, order. Um, and I think that is very critical for us because the world continues to shrink in terms of um, uh, you know the boundaries, uh, etc. Um, so the people that we have prepared will find opportunities, not just in companies within uh, Kenya, helping us uh, to be able to, to, to grow, but also beyond mm-hmm. um, our borders. Mm-hmm. So those are uh, some of the, 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 the key elements that I see of opportunity uh, for this for this country. Is there any specific mm-hmm. product that you want to tell us about, or you can't do uh, that at the moment? <laughs> no, not, not at the moment. Uh, safe, safe, safe to say that uh, we are again prepared mm-hmm. uh, for what is uh, what is coming ahead. We will continue to ensure that Kenyans are able to deliver their mm-hmm. lifestyle, their businesses, and everything that they design mm-hmm. for their communities through our network. And then, are you preparing for challenges? Are you? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about specific challenges that you may encounter or that you're preparing okay. for? All right. So the opportunities I gave also uh, are counterbalanced by, by challenges, mm-hmm. but that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Where there are challenges means even greater opportunity. Mm-hmm. So as we are growing, uh, we also anticipate that there will be changes also from a regulatory uh, perspective. Yeah. This is expected. Uh, it's not that there will be a singular focus uh, on, on this particular industry, but simply because it is uh, necessary. Yeah. Our industrial space is, 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 is changing. And as a consequence, the regulators will respond to that change. So I anticipate that you'll see a lot of interaction, not just at the level of our core regulator, which is the Communications Authority, but across our other regulators, uh, the Central Bank, uh, even the Competition uh, Authority. Yeah. That interaction is also driven by the fact that we now have more aware awareness in the consumer 
uh, in the consumer space. So it's not about kujikilia when you when you have a poor service. People now are very vocal, and, and then have, clearly yes, they they make the, they make correct. it known, which is which is yes, their right to correct, be honest, which is yeah. very good, mm-hmm. um, and that drives an improvement in service mm-hmm. delivery. You spoke to the issue of competition. Competition is not the only thing that pushes us to be better. Our customers mm-hmm. are pushing us, uh, you know, to to give more mm-hmm. because they do want uh, they do want more. So that is one 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 challenge. I spoke about the issue of uh, the development of. Um, our human uh, resources. Yeah, that becomes another challenge because now there will be a competition, and we are not competing just within Kenya. Um, we have people from uh, organizations from beyond our borders who are also interested in our in our resource in your, pool. In your resource pool, correct. yeah, correct. So, mm-hmm. which means that also presents a, a mm-hmm. challenge in itself mm-hmm. uh, in terms of retention. Um, in terms of also keeping that that engagement, mm-hmm. yes. are you concerned about uh, over reliance on digitization? I know everyone is talking about yeah. it; it's a good thing, and obviously yeah. we need it. Yes. But it can can we balance um, agile working with that digitization piece mm-hmm. so that we're not just um, being mission driven to digitize and over over rely on it? Okay, digitization is a reality of evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spoke to me about how was practice. Back in yeah. <laughs> back in my day, mm-hmm. and and I spoke to the issue of being very hands-on in terms of engagement. I also mentioned the issue of evolving now into a more a digital way of, of engaging with our research, uh, etc. Correct. So that is the reality that we are in uh, today, where the IT uh, infrastructure, uh, where the connectivity that has been deployed is going to drive every aspect. Um, of our lives, so so it's not um, an over reliance, mm-hmm. but the expectation mm-hmm. uh, that we need to prepare um, for what's uh, for what's coming. Mm-hmm. The same way when the car uh, came about, uh, there are people who are uh, breeding even more horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yes. <laughs> so it's in the same uh, breath. So yeah. we need to prepare ourselves um, again, even with our children. And the same way I was shepherded into a certain industry. Um, the question is for our kids, are we now going to give them a list with the same old professions or is it also to be self-aware that the world is also evolving, evolving to yeah. then mm-hmm. uh, prepare uh, for what is coming? I, I really like that answer, yes. uh, Fred. Yeah. Um, you've also talked to us about how you would yeah. like to see M-Pesa as universally used as mm-hmm. Visa card or mm-hmm. MasterCard or you know that symbol that you see everywhere yeah. when you're traveling abroad, yeah. um, if you're lucky enough to. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you yeah. doing that? How, uh, what is the game plan there? Okay. So, first, it is an intentional journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, intentional in terms of what are we as uh, Safaricom doing in terms of our platforms and uh, other, other, other mod- modules to ensure that M-Pesa becomes an integrated payment uh, delivery solution. Yeah. That is on our part. Okay? And then also, what are we doing to engage with government, even a- a- across uh, borders, to facilitate that um, ambition. Yeah. So what are we doing uh, for the two? Um, so as far, let me start with the, with the, with the last one part. Around the cross-border um, activity, um, we formed a company called M-Pesa Africa, mm-hmm. uh, which is a joint venture between ourselves and uh, Vodacom, um, with that vision uh, in mind. Yeah. So the work of M-Pesa Africa will be one uh, to be a product uh, warehouse that develops um, uh, financial service related products which then can be ubiquitously rolled out across uh, our markets yeah. again still being responsive to the different needs of customers across the various uh, countries and then two because now they have a more continental uh, platform be able to work with us uh, 
uh, and other uh, of, our, of our family members across the, the continent yeah. to then start shaping the regulatory uh, space to facilitate uh, that ambition. Mm. So coming back again uh, to, to, the, to the home uh, front, again, it's about how we start fine-tuning um, our products uh, from uh, speed, uh, pricing, uh, to other needs. We're seeing now we are moving even to things like wealth uh, management. Oh, oh, is it? Yes. Okay. If, if, if you go into the M-Pesa app under the, the, the Grow uh, uh, tab, you'll see the, the, the various uh, the various products that we have oh, wow, okay. around that. Mm-hmm. So that again uh, starts uh, shaping M-Pesa beyond a simple um, uh, payment uh, tool to one that you can also use to grow uh, your wealth. Your, your wealth. Yeah. The product, uh, we have, there are several products there, uh, all of them in partnership. So that also tells you that we have understood that our future is not uh, just driven by our own inert in capability. Yeah. We have to partner with, uh, with other players. So the products that you will see uh, listed there are all uh, uh, driven out of uh, our we should actually process. we should actually test let's let's yeah. bring a phone so we can yeah. check and see bottom right yes uh-huh. grow? grow yeah okay yes i yeah. see it so under grow you can see we have mali yeah so and then we have uh, m sharing and we have uh, kcb i really like the fact that you also know yes. exactly where to go yes. in the phone just like yes. a customer service agent so <laughs> the mission is really <laughs> is, is, is really being driven yes. um very yeah. well okay so after all of this we've talked about your career we've talked about what you're doing we've talked about yes. your personal yes. um you know motivations yeah. mm-hmm. what is your life philosophy as you look in 2023 as what at what you want to do and where you've been okay other than do new things other than do new things yeah <laughs> What drives me in life is to always um, grow mm-hmm. what is put in my, my hands. Okay. Okay. So I'm a firm believer that God puts uh, various resources in your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be money. It could be people. It could be, you know, time. Yeah, time is a, is a resource yeah, in itself. So whatever has been brought your way, uh, you must help it uh, grow. I, I like that. Yes. I really like yeah. that. I think that's yeah. such a, a nice way of putting yes. that there are special skills that you've been given. Yeah. Use them wisely. Yes. Um, very well yes. said, uh, uh, Fred. Yes. Okay, so let's do tips and tricks for young lawyers. You, okay. We have the knowledge, yeah. or you have the knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I'm, um, still, I'm still youth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. And you look it, by the way, Fred, so I'm not going to take that away from you. Um, you said that yes. you did odd jobs when you yeah. were at university. Yes. This is what, from what I could gather from, yes. the, from the internet. <laughs> What were yeah. these odd jobs? No, everyone does one thing or another when they're in uni. Yep. So in my case, work, working in the in the registry to the mail room. Um, Where? I was I was in, in uh, uni overseas. Oh, overseas. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I worked in the mail room, uh, helping to stuff envelopes uh, in the various correspondence. So back then we had no email. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the the, the yes. delivery the postman. Uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Not postman. Uh, just making sure everything is ready. Oh, uh, to, to, to be delivered. Yes, okay. to be delivered. Mm-hmm. So obviously the correspondence within the, also the, the university environment oh, I uh, see. Okay. as well. Okay. So in that, I'm sure anyone who worked in, even in a law firm back in the day, remember, or even an office. No, I used to do that. that I used to do box. that. Yes, I was yes. a receptionist <laughs> and I used to deliver the mail Correct. to each of the, the different uh, people's outboxes. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Then the I also inboxes, did yeah. the, the summer uh, internships. Yeah. So working with the various uh, uh, firms just mm-hmm. to get an understanding and view uh, of what practice was it as difficult to get as it is now no 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 it was quite it was available the fact is that you're not uh, for the summer internships you're not getting paid so that makes it uh, very easy to (laughs) (laughs) yeah very easy to get Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um 
so just on that is it important to get work experience what do you what is your view on that does safaricom take on take on interns okay. uh do, you know what is your view on getting some work experience before you start practice yeah. i think it's important to get work experience at any point in your life mm-hmm. okay and speaking as a parent work experience exposure starts from when your kid has an understanding of uh, what they need to do as a routine that is work experience make your bed uh, take your plate to the kitchen wash yeah. the car mm-hmm. and you keep progressing um those those tasks yeah. as mm-hmm. as as they grow mm-hmm. um obviously our, our our employment regulation legislation is <laughs> is prepared unfortunately does not permit uh, the younger kids uh, from from getting uh, certain you know minor jobs that they can they yeah can uh, well there are yes. specific protections for yes, that yeah. yes mm-hmm. correct but uh, allow them expose them um if you're an entrepreneur uh, take them uh, to your work uh, space mm-hmm. um, because the child starts understanding what is required and the rigor that is involved in you uh, earning that daily bread it starts shaping uh, their understanding, their yeah. understanding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, but I think the way we have all been configured as Kenyans is that education is it um, and then go get a job um, but we have not prepared you for the career yeah yeah so these activities that you do pre uh, will help shape even your understanding of what you want mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so start start the kids early for those now who are already in university and you didn't do that <laughs> uh, get involved you're late basically <laughs> no, no 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 it's never too late always find something that mm-hmm. you can uh, get involved in yeah. in your community whatever that activity is um, whether it's paid or not there is a lot that you learn uh, from balancing uh, different responsibilities managing whatever resources you have again time is a resource money is a resource working with uh, with other colleagues to deliver yeah. mm-hmm. all those are skill sets you're going to transfer into uh, the workplace and you should learn them early and because you, they, you need them as well okay so work life balance is also always a question that we get asked especially yes. at interviews a lot of people ask us you know how do you manage work life balance my yes. answer to that is that work and life must balance and you know don't separate them because if you do that then you're always causing a chasm between what you want yeah. and, and and your work yeah. um what is your philosophy on that okay i'm still uh, in gumbaro on that <laughs> <laughs> so what am i learning mm-hmm. i'm learning that you must be intentional mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. so whatever commitments i make around creating that uh, balance i need to be intentional um about it and everybody uh, takes the balance from a different uh, perspective. Yeah. So, so you need to review what that means, means yeah. mm-hmm. um, from your own mm-hmm. uh, individual perspective mm-hmm. and then be intentional um, about it. Um, you know, there, there are various writers who speak on the issue. Um, some call it, make those your micro uh, micro steps, others call it atomic habits, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, just be intentional about the commitment uh, that you have made. Uh, work-life balance could even be using your phone less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you, when you get for when you get home, again, if that's a commitment you've made, um, be uh, uh, intentional about it, and also be accountable. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Have someone who then you can be accountable to around that commitment, and then progressively, you'll find that you're win- making a win in whatever it is that you have uh, yeah. decided. Yeah, good answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, any other tips for working well? How do you mm-hmm. manage competing interests? What are the most difficult conversations and how can you have them? Um, yeah. how, tell us some, some of your tips. Okay, again, in life, 
Um, always have that underlying aspect of uh, be intentional, mm -hmm. okay? Whatever, whatever it may be. And then also be empathetic. Um, so if you're having a difficult conversation, uh, be empathetic, all right? Um, see, see the conversation in advance in your, in your mind and put yourself in that uh, the person's shoes, person's yeah. shoes mm -hmm. and then um, script it out in your mind before you have uh, that conversation. Um, because everybody um, has a backstory um, to whatever it is that has brought you to that uh, difficult uh, conversation. But then also um, uh, be realistic. Okay? Because there are also people who could be mani manipulating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. So be wise. I mm -hmm. think that is the, 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 the key word. So that then, as you are, as you are balancing out the issues, you are able to arrive at, at the correct um, uh, outcome. Yeah. Any yeah. other tips that you want to give us? Other tips is, again, if you are employed, uh, take it as your own business. Mm -hmm. Okay? So never, never consider yourself as an employee. Right? Um, uh, see yourself as a service provider. So that is how I see myself. I'm a service provider uh, to Safaricom. So when I come into the office, I then need to have my A game on. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I am selling Fred Waidaka services. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the same expectations I have of any vendor should be the same expectations I have uh, of myself. That's a good. That's a good yes. way of seeing it. So not just yes. a cog in the wheel, Correct. but an independent wheel working towards um, one goal. 100%. Okay, good. Yeah. So now we move on to the quick fire round. Yeah. This is where I hope you've not looked at the, the questions. No. Okay. Yeah. Let's do a quick fire round yeah. and then we'll finalize. Beach sit or city holiday? Uh, beach. Um, favorite place to visit? Uh, Nanyuki. Apples or oranges? Um, apples. Flats or sparkling? Flat you mean still. Still. Yeah, still. still. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Quick. Still. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. um, you get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Uh, dream for you, Casting Crowns. Okay. Pizza yeah. topping of choice? Anything with meat. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite drink? Tea. <laughs> uh, it's Valentine's uh, month. Do you mm. believe in Valentine's? Are you a romantic? Um, every day is Valentine's. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent answer. Thank you so much, Fred. You've been right. such an amazing guest. Yeah. Thank you for making the time. We really appreciate it. And I think this has been very informative for everyone who's either in the regulatory space, legal, uh, in-house legal, and anyone who wants to know how to progress their career to the levels that you have. Excellent guest. Thank you so much, Fred. Thank you, Njeri. And thank you for having me. I've had fun. Thank you so much. And All we'll right. see you next month. Thank you. Bye.